What's happening, Fourth and Inches Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? It has been a long time. Uh, we go off the air in December and get back on the air after the playoffs. We kind of told you guys that. So the playoffs are over. We have the Kansas City Chiefs as our Super Bowl champs. On today's podcast, we are going to go over some things. But before we do that, we actually wanted to talk to you guys and let you guys know that you might have noticed that we are no longer Fourth and Inches Fantasy Football. So we have changed our name to Cheat Code Sports. Uh, That is going to encompass all four of the major sports. We're going to talk about fantasy in all four major sports. Uh, It's an exciting change for us. We are super excited about it. We just kind of wanted to let you guys know that before the podcast begins. And uh, enjoy the show, y'all. Enjoy the show. What is happening, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football listeners? What's going on, guys? So today we are going to go over the players in the playoffs that we saw that we thought just played out of their minds and really helped their draft stock this year coming up. So there's a couple of guys here that we really just enjoyed their play. You know, we'll get Derrick Henry out of the way first, obviously. Derrick Henry had himself a playoff, boy. He uh, ended up playoffs with 446 rushing yards, which is insane. He had back-to-back almost 200-yard games. The dude was just a manimal, you know, in, in the playoffs. So, you know, Derrick Henry definitely, you know, with that playoff run and the way he ended his season, just really, you know, set himself apart from you know, where he started the season off, you know, people were taking him as the 15th, 16th, 17th running back off the board, you know, third round, middle third round, beginning of the fourth, you know, I seen him dropping to, and he really just proved that he can be a bell cow back this year. You know, he was awesome. Can't really take anything away from his game. You know, the weakness in his game is that he's not going to catch a whole bunch of balls, but you could say that about you know, a lot of running backs, there's a lot of running backs that are in, you know, running back committees that, you know, they're the running back who carries the ball and then the other guy catches. So, you know, he is not part of a committee. He was the main guy all year long and he proved it all year long that he was great. So, you know, he definitely improved his, his draft stock without a question, you know, and I think the playoffs just kind of cemented that in for people. I think, you know, he will be a first round guy next year. You know, I think some people are really going to reach on him and take him, you know, I, I, in some drafts, is going to be taken in the top five. I can almost guarantee it. Uh, in PPR, I don't see that happening a lot. But in non-PPR, you know, don't be surprised if you see Derrick Henry going at three, four, five. You know, what I mean, he is, he's just a guy who's going to score double-digit touchdowns. And you know, he was a 30, 300 touch back last year. So you know, it's not going to be surprising if he does that, especially if he stays with t- Tennessee. You know, if he goes to a new team, we're going to have to figure that out. But you know, for what we know of Derrick Henry and what we've seen, you know, the dude can carry a load. And he was basically healthy all year. I think he missed one game. So, you know, not a guy that you really have to be too scared of in- of the injury bug. 
you know, only missed one game in his whole career, looks like here. Um, and just just a solid running back. So, you know, not too much more to say about Derrick Henry, just a beast of a dude. Uh, with the stiff arm that steals man's souls, boy, that stiff arm is stupid. Um, just just go watch some tape on Derrick Henry and watch that stiff arm. I'm not even kidding you. Literally, their souls leave their body as they hit the ground. So our next guy we are going to talk about, Debo Samuel. So I'll tell you what, Debo is, if you look at his numbers in the playoffs, he really didn't, you know, go crazy. You know, he was the ninth best wide receiver in, you know, in the playoffs. He had 10 catches for 126 yards, but it's all the little things this dude did. You know what I mean? He was, he was running the ball. You know what I mean? He was just, they just wanted to get the ball in his hands as much as humanly possible. And if you really watch them play, he was so involved. Like the dude blocks well, you know, they give him end of rounds, they give him bubble screens. They just want the ball in this dude's hands. And I see a whole lot more of that continuing next year. You know, he's going to be a guy that's probably going to go, you know, I would say mid round six, you know, beginning around seven. But as the, you know, preseason goes along, I, I could see him moving up into, you know, the beginning of the sixth round, end of the fifth round. You know, people are going to start – they're going to start hyping him up. He's going to get some love, you know, from commentators and, and fantasy analysts, you know, such as myself and, and other fantasy analysts, Kevin and Dan, you know, all the guys from CBS. I guarantee you Debo is going to be a name that we're going to be hearing a lot of and a kid that, you know – if you looked at our, at the website, you know, I wrote up the the player profile for Debo Samuel in the beginning of the season. And I said this. I mean, you can check it out on the site. I said that I thought Debo was a guy that could become the number one for the 49ers and be a good player for a long time. And he basically was. He basically turned into that guy. You know, uh, Emmanuel Sanders kind of faded off. And it really just let Debo shine. If you really – if you look at the numbers, you know – Emmanuel Sanders really in the playoffs wasn't a factor. I mean, he had five catches for 71 yards in the playoffs. You know, you can't really you can't really look at those numbers and think that he was the guy. It was Debo, you know, Debo for 127, and they they weren't throwing the ball. You know, that's the thing. They weren't really throwing the ball in the playoffs. They they were having success with the run except in the, in the Super Bowl, and they decided to just use the run. And even in the Super Bowl in the first half, they were trying to run the hell out of the ball. So – Debo is a guy that I'm going to be very interested in and a guy that you should be too, if we're being honest. Uh, my next guy I want to talk about here is DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. So I don't know how many people actually look at playoff stats, but he was the third best wide receiver in the playoffs. My man had just an outstanding playoff. I mean, they only played two games. He had you know, 11 catches for 219 yards and a touchdown in that span. He just, you know, he looked, he looked the part. He looked the part of a number one wide receiver. You know, it's, it's one of those deals where if the shoe fits, if it's, you know, DK, I personally, you know, DK has the better quarterback situation. If you just look at Jimmy Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson is just there's no doubt that he has the better quarterback situation. So I could see DK going in, you know, the fifth round because people are going to go they're going to see what he did in the playoffs. They're going to see, you know, how he ended the season, 
you know, from I want to say week seven or eight on, he was strong. He's finished. He finished strong, and that's what you want to see from you know first year rookies, you know wide receivers. You want to see at the end of the season they start playing well. You know some guys flow. You know they look really good in the beginning of the season, and the end of the season they kind of fade off. You know, a lot of the rookies this year did the exact opposite. You know, then the beginning of the season, you know, Terry McLaurin was just going bananas. You know, he kind of cooled off. But, you know, DK, you know, started to shine and Debo started to shine. And those guys just started to shine. So, you know, definitely a guy that, you know, people are going to take probably, I would say, in the fifth and sixth round. Same somewhere, you know, similar to where Debo's going, maybe a little bit earlier. But I like DK. I think DK is going to be a big part of the Seahawks offense going forward i just think that he's a big body receiver that that russell wilson's gonna like to throw the ball to and he's gonna be a big part of that offense for for years to come him and wilson will have a long time to flourish together so the next guy i want to talk about you know not a surprising guy not a guy that you are going to be like you know oh my god he's moving up so much but Devontae adams Devontae Adams balled out in the playoffs, boy. My man has 17 catches for 298 yards in two games and two touchdowns. You know, he was the Packers' offense if you watch that, if you watch them in the playoffs. You know, if you watch the Packers in the playoffs, Devontae Adams was 100% their, their, almost their entire offense. So I don't see that changing. You know, honestly, this year, I think his numbers would have been. He would have been a top two guy, you know. I don't, I don't. He definitely would not have beaten what Michael Thomas did this year because Michael Thomas just was awesome this year. So I don't see that as something that could have been a, you know, an outcome. But you know, I don't think it would have been crazy to think Devontae Adams was the number, you know, two or three best wide receiver in football. You know, what I mean, at, at season's end, if he played all sixteen. So, you know, I know he had an injury history before a little bit, you know, before he had those two back-to-back years with no injury and just played balled out. But next year, if he plays all 16, you know, he's going to be the he's going to be my second favorite wide receiver. And I'm probably going to have him ranked there, if I'm being honest. You know, I just, to me, I love DeAndre. I think DeAndre is a great player, but DeAndre is probably not a guy that, you know, can put up the numbers. You know, he definitely can put up the numbers Devontae Adams can. I just think Devontae Adams is, you know, more means more to the Green Bay Packer offense than, you know, than Hopkins means to the Houston offense, especially, you know, what we saw this year. He definitely was targeted a whole lot, but if they get another wide receiver in there, you know, Deshaun is going to sling the ball around the yard as we're, you know, in the red zone, you know, Devontae is the dude in you know, they need to get a first down. Devontae's the dude. They need to go deep. Devontae's the dude. You know what I mean? It's just Devontae's that, that you know, that, a big, big, big part of that Packers, you know, of that Packers offense. So they're going to need him terrible bad. Uh, I have to have an honorable mention here. Sammy Watkins. I am not going to tell you guys to draft Sammy Watkins. We have seen what Sammy Watkins has been through his career. You know, a lot of hype. The beginning of this year, he starts off with a 190-yard game and three touchdowns. I bet anybody who had that, you know, guy in the beginning of the season was so happy they drafted Sammy Watkins in, you know, seven round seven or eight this year, thinking, you know, if I get anything out of him, it'll be great. And he just has that week where he just blows the hell up, and you're like, oh, my God. I, you know, I just need to have this dude everywhere i'm trying to trade for him and everything you know a lot of people were telling you to trade for sammy watkins because you know i didn't hear 
almost anyone tell you to trade away Sammy Watkins. There was might have been a couple of guys that said trade away Sammy Watkins after week one. And you know what? They were right because this dude did absolutely nothing. You know, I think even the guys that were telling you to trade him away did not think he was going to be that bad. He was definitely going to have a regression, and we all said that. You know, I mean, we all said he was going to have a regression. He was not going to be that good. It's impossible to stay that good. But, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown every third game or every other game I thought was definitely a possibility, not a guy that I wanted to throw away, especially in PPR. And after week four, I was telling people, sell. Sell Sammy Watkins because he is not going to be good the rest of the season. He's just literally not being targeted you know Alan you know not Alan Robinson uh Robinson you know week two started having you know a game and and it was just it was ridiculous they were just slinging the ball around the yard so you know it was one of those things where Sammy Watkins blew up in the beginning had a terrible rest of his season and then the playoffs decided that he wanted to play football again 14 catches he was the best second best wide receiver in football you know during the playoffs you know right behind Devontae Adams and you know he was 14 catches for 288 yards and a touchdown you know what I mean the dude he he balled out in the playoffs he really did but not a guy that I'm going to tell you to draft or want on my fantasy team like it's just me and Sammy have uh broken up when it comes to fantasy football uh if you guys want to do that more power to you Raheem Mostart so this is a guy that I am going to be buying you know what I mean uh we're gonna have to see where he goes I think he's probably gonna go in the fourth round I could I could see that happening you know especially if he gets named the starting running back you know people are going to be nervous because that's a split backfield but we told you all year you know if you can get two of those guys from that backfield you know those they're going to have games each one of those guys is going to have games because the way Kyle Shanahan runs the offense you know they run a zone run scheme very similar to what Gary Kubiak ran uh when he was with the Broncos and you know Kyle Shanahan kind of adopted that run philosophy, and it works. It's it's an, it's a run philosophy that works in the NFL. You know, I mean, just look at what Dalvin Cook did. You know, what I mean that that zone running scheme. You know, getting guys out in space that have some speed and are able to you know lay their shoulders down and get you know get vertical. They just you know the go. It just it just works. There's no other way to say it. It, it works damn good, boy. You know what I mean? They get a crease. See ya. You know what I mean? We've seen it so many times this year with the 49ers and with the Red and with the uh, Vikings. It's just, you know, it's a scheme that works, and I want running backs from that backfield. So, you know, Mostart is going to be a guy I'm going to have a whole lot of, especially if we hear in the, you know, after the draft that they didn't draft anybody, they didn't sign anybody. You know, maybe they cut a guy or two, you know, and then draft somebody. We'll see what happens in that backfield. But, you know, Raheem Mostart definitely deserves to be. He deserves to be, you know, the lead guy. He just played that well. That's that's without a question he played that well. You know, looking at the numbers, <clears throat> excuse me. He was the second best running back in fantasy football during the playoffs. You know what I mean? He just was ridiculous. He was really really good. You know what I mean, the guy had you know, 336 rushing yards in the playoffs. I mean, the only person that had more was Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? So he played awesome. The dude had five touchdowns. He had four touchdowns in a game. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's not much you can say about Raheem Mostard in the playoffs that didn't make you think that he should have been the guy. And in the in the Super Bowl, he was the guy. 
I mean, if you look at the, the breakdown of numbers, the only other back that had at least three touches was Tevin Coleman, and he only had three. So, you know, it just wasn't close. Raheem Mostart was the guy in the Super Bowl. He was the guy in the NFC Championship game. He was – you know, their lead guy. Now, do I think they're going to have that workload split? You know, in the, in the NFC Championship, the dude had 29 carries. You know, Tevin Coleman had three again. So, you know, do I think that's going to be the split moving forward? No, I think it was the, you know, end of the season. The dude had caught, uh, you know, an extreme hot hand uh, in the NFC Championship game, and they rode it into the, into the Super Bowl, you know. Um, do I think it's going to be a split like that? No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be that kind of a split. I think, you know, if Raheem is the, you know, named the lead back, I think he sees a 60, you know, a 60% work share. And, you know, like I said, I want that on my fantasy team because I think in that offense, that could be, you know, a great number two running back uh, for your fantasy team. Damian Williams, the should have been Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> Um, you know, he was the third best back in, you know, fantasy during the playoffs. You know, he ends up with uh, 46 carries for 196 yards and four touchdowns uh, rushing. He also had a receiving touchdown in the playoffs and, uh, you know, two receiving touchdowns in the playoffs, excuse me. So, you know, the dude had six touchdowns in the playoffs and he was just awesome. You know what I mean? He, especially in that Super Bowl, you know, he's a, he's the reason they won that Super Bowl. He should have been the MVP. You don't get me wrong. Mahomes, you know, ran that touchdown in and, you know, threw two more. But, you know, if you ask anybody that watched that game, I think anybody that really watched that game would be hard pressed to say that Damian Williams was not the Super Bowl MVP. And if he is going to be the guy next year, you know, they decide, it seemed to me, you know, they, they didn't let LaShawn McCoy play in the playoffs. Um, you know, no other back really had any kind of touches, you know, other than Damian Williams. So there was really no no question to me that they decided he was going to be the guy. You know what I mean? So if they decide that again this year, you know, they have the 32nd pick. So, you know, doubt they're going running back in the first round. They have other needs that they need more than running back. You know, maybe they go try to pick somebody up in free agency to try to help them out. But Damian Williams could be the starter again next year. And, you know, with a full you know, workload if he can stay healthy, which is the main thing with Damian Williams. If he can stay healthy and he shows the team that he's going to be healthy for the season, you know, if he gets hurt in the preseason again like he did last year, then I definitely think there's going to be some some issues going forward. They're going to decide to, you know, that this dude can't ha handle a workload and, you know, supremely limit him. But if he's the guy going into the regular season, he's going to be a guy that I draft. You know what I mean? He's probably going to be, uh, you know, mid late fourth round early fifth round guy because of you know the injury bug this year but you know at that price I'm definitely willing to take him you know this year I was staying away from him because my man was going you know mid mid to late second round in a lot of drafts you know what I mean towards the closer got to the season because of the injury you know in the preseason I think a lot of people dropped off him on him and he started going like the third round you know, mid-third round. I've seen him sometimes drops in the fourth. But regardless, you know, he was starting to drop towards the end of the, you know, of the preseason because of, you know, just injuries concerns. So definitely a guy that, you know, it, it is what it is with him. You just, you know, if you can get him in the late fifth, fourth round, you know, I would, I think I would take a shot on him there and, and you know, bank on being on a good offense and, you know, hopefully being a main you know, the main back in a great offense is what you're banking on. Hollywood Brown, boy. 
Hollywood Brown is another guy that he only played one game in the playoffs, but if you watch that one game, he was damn good. You know, he had eight catches in the game. You know, he went over 100 and yard, or seven catches in the game, sorry. He had seven catches in the game for 126 yards. Uh, he did not find the end zone in that game, you know, but they were losing by a lot, so he was seeing a whole lot of targets in garbage time, them trying to, you know, get themselves back into the game, but he's going to be a problem. You know, Marquise Brown is just silly fast. He is very fast. Uh, his get off the, you know, get off the line, they, there's no question. You watch a corner, any corner that plays them, they don't play them. You know, they don't try to bump run coverage on them because they just know he'll run by them. So, you know, they give him a cushion and he still seems to run by them. So, you know, definitely a guy that is going to be a big part of that offense, I think, especially if he can stay healthy. You know, he had the injury coming in out of college, um, you know, basically played very, very little in the preseason. Then, you know, week one, they decided they were going to let him loose. And, you know, he only ran like, I want to say it was, what, 12 routes in the first game. But he had like five catches for pff, damn near 200 yards, and I think it was like two or three touchdowns. Um, yeah, so he just went off week one and – you know, they let him go. He had a couple of games where he missed due to injury. But, you know, when he when he gets behind the defense, he's dangerous, boy. He can he can he can be a Deshaun Jackson like player. You know, he could win a week for you. So, you know, it's definitely gonna be a guy that goes in the later rounds because, you know, people are gonna be nervous. But you know, in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, you know, if he's there, I'm taking him without a question. You know, I don't think he would drop down to 10, but, you know, probably around 7, 8, 9 in that range. Uh, we'll have to see where his ADP is going into the season, but, you know, I could definitely see him in that range. And a guy that I would definitely, if, if I need wide receiver, if I need that boom bust on my team, you know, I would definitely take Marquise Brown, definitely a guy that I like. Devin Singletary, another guy who only played one game in the playoffs, but – if you watch that game in the playoffs, he was super involved. You know, he had over 70 yards receiving in that game. He had over 60 yards rushing in that game. He was, you know, a very big part of what they wanted to do, you know, Buffalo. And honestly, you know, Frank Gore is not going to be back with the team next year. It's going to be a situation where they're going to want to let to see, you know, Devin Singletary and see what he can do because at the end of the day, they need to know if he's their guy or not. Honestly, that's what that's what they need to see. And, you know, for me, I think he proved this year, especially at the, towards the end of the season and what he did in the playoffs, that he is definitely – he's a back that is <laughs> – he's so damn hard to, to get down to the ground. Like, if you just watch the kid play, you know, he just doesn't go down on first contact, like almost ever. You watch him getting hit in a pile, and the kid just keeps driving, and then all of a sudden he slips out of the pile and he's – you know, getting five or six yard gain, you're like, where the hell did he, how did he even get out of there? How did he even get out of that pocket? You know, but, you know, guys just lay on him and he just drives them forward. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, definitely a guy that I'm going to want on my fantasy team. You know, he's probably going to be one of those, you know, later, later guys going in the, you know, late fourth, fifth, sixth round. You know what I mean? I can see him somewhere around there and I'm going to be taking a lot of Devin Singletary this year. I just think he is a, very good back, and, you know, if you look at what, you know, he does near the goal line in college, the dude had, like, I think he had 29 touchdowns in a season one year. It was just ridiculous. The dude, he can definitely find the end zone. I think the Bills were trying to give Frank Gore a lot of love, uh, 
um, knowing that he is just a great NFL player. You know, they wanted to – a lot of teams just seem to me to want to give the respect to him. And, but he's not going to be a Bill next year. So I think Devin is going to see that role, you know, and, you know, Josh Allen, we all know Josh Allen runs the ball, you know, inside the five also. So he's going to be taking away that some of that those touchdowns, a lot of those touchdowns. Uh, but I think they're going to give Devin Singletary a lot of a lot of uh, goal line and, you know, short yardage work this year, a lot more than they gave him last year. And, you know, if he is a 225-touch guy with, you know, let's say six to eight touchdowns, you know, over the season, he's going to be a guy you're going to be very happy with by the end of the season. He catches the ball out of the backfield too. So, you know, it's he's going to be a good player and a guy that I'm going to go – I'm going to – you know, take probably a little bit earlier than I should. And, uh, you know, I just have that kind of confidence in the kid. I think he's a very good player. You know, the other, other than that, there's not really too many guys that had huge playoff games. You know, Miles Sanders, he had 14 for 69, you know, in that one playoff game that they played. And uh, Miles Sanders is going to be a guy that people take pretty early. I can imagine he's going to be a second round, you know, late second round guy. Next year, you know, being a third-round guy, people are really high on on Miles, you know. And I said before the season, I thought he was going to be a league winner, and he was. You know, he was definitely 100% a league winner, a guy that a lot of people are going to be super interested in next year because of the sheer volume he had at the end of the season and, you know, going into the playoffs. He, in the playoff game, he was basically their running back, period. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Miles can do as the lead guy for a full 16-game season. Uh, I think I'm going to be very happy to see what he can do, uh, you know, being the guy. So he's definitely a guy that I'm going to be, you know, super interested in. You know, other than that, with with players out of the playoffs, there's not really too many. There's not too many guys that uh, you can be really, you know, say in the playoffs were amazing. You know, Dalvin Cook, we all know those guys, you know, Dalvin Cook, had himself a mediocre playoff, but guess what? I don't think that hurts his his value. You know, Aaron Jones, he has the three touchdowns, which kind of saved his, you know, his playoffs because um, he really didn't run the ball all that well in the playoffs. But, you know, him and Dalvin, neither one of them averaged more than four yards per carry in the playoffs. They, they just were getting swallowed up, really. So, to me, there's not really – you can't – in the playoffs, you don't really – I don't think that – there's a lot of guys that get downgraded for their playoff performances because it's the playoffs. I mean, teams try to take away other teams' strengths, and uh, you know, which makes what Derrick Henry did this playoff season so ridiculous. I mean, like everyone knew that the Tartan, yeah, that the Titans were going in trying to stop the run game. You know, like they were going to run the ball down your throat, so teams knew that they had to go and try to stop it. And no one could stop it. <laughs> Derrick Henry was just – just watch, watch the playoffs with Derrick Henry. Like, it was such a pleasure to watch Derrick Henry run the ball in the playoffs. Like, I, if you didn't see what the Titans did in these playoffs, I, I'm telling you, go, go, go YouTube it. Go YouTube what Derrick Henry did this playoffs. That dude was just a man amongst boys. And in three games, they gave him, gave him 83 carries. Like, they were not kidding. They were like, dude, you are going to touch the ball a whole lot. And my man did. He was not playing. So that is it for the podcast today, guys. We will be back 
Uh, we are going to do twice a week podcasts. Kevin Dan will be on the next podcast. Uh, we are going to do that next Wednesday, so that will air on Thursday, and then I will be back again on Friday. Um, you know, do a podcast Thursday. It will air on Friday. So for the Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Team, peace. <laughs>